Welcome to Lou Palumbo's Between the Lines. Problem solving for our future. Lou. Common sense, logic, and reasoning. Lou. The man that can't stand hate and animus. Lou. Stimulating the thought process of America. Lou. Where being right is not political, it's factual. Lou. Providing real solutions in real time. And now, here's your host, Lou Palumbo. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me today. Um, I want to start off by saying to you that we are a country mired in controversy. You might ask yourself why. Who's facilitating it? We're polarized and divided. Ask yourself why. I wonder how many people are aware that the media is making a living off this division and polarization. They actually feed off it. There is a road back. You know, it's going to take some courage and it's going to take real legitimate leadership in Washington, D.C., starting with the President of the United States. And that will hopefully trickle through the rest of the government. But we need a voice of calm and reason and we need a voice of an individual that can speak to the concerns of all, not just his constituents or his donors or a faction in his political entity, his party that uh, seems to need to have their, their, their bread buttered. We're not going to go on much longer the way we're going on. I know people don't understand that. This last November 8th, this midterm election was a real tell. What it's telling us is that people are content with what's going on at your border, although we are, we are intentionally not covering it properly by some of your 24-hour news cycles and your local news, ABC, NBC, CBS. They're not giving it any airtime either. It does not serve their political agenda. They are clearly aligned with the Democrat Party, which they shouldn't be. They should be independent. We don't want them aligned with the Republicans. We want them to be somewhat independent in the manner in which they uh, report the news, but that's just not the case. And it's costing us the country. We learned on November 8th that the people that reside in cities like Chicago and New York and LA are content to have the status quo. In Chicago, as many as 54 shootings a week. Philadelphia is heading in that direction. I believe it's over 30 a week. New York, violent crime is popping through the roof. They've had 26 people pushed in front of subways. What's so interesting is that we have a certain, I would say, contingency in this country that would like you to believe that this is all fictionalized. This is all made up. It's your imagination. We had two individuals robbed outside of Grand Central Station, two separate incidents at gunpoint in broad daylight two weeks ago. The same day, they staged an armed robbery in what we refer to as the Diamond District, which is 47th Street. It's all your imagination, folks. This is not about being contentious. This is about telling the truth. It's about finding the soul of this country because we're in trouble. If you don't believe that, continue to sit back here and let things go the direction that they're going. And in a few years, probably less than a decade, we'll be looking at a form of collapse here. You know, at some point in time, a certain demographic in this country is going to have enough. You know, I don't know where that demographic is going to be specifically located, but they're going to have enough. Maybe it's going to be in Florida. Maybe it'll be in a state like Texas. And we'll start to splinter and fracture the country. And I remind everyone, this is being done by a minuscule percentage of the population. Yesterday, we learned that the government dealt away an incredibly lethal and toxic individual to free this young girl, Brittany Griner, who, by the way, wasn't 
trumped up charges. She brought a controlled substance into the country of Russia. They tell you in the United States regarding certain laws. For example, a 16-year-old young person in the state of Florida can drive a car, right? You can't in the state of New York. You can't in the state of California. It's incumbent upon you, especially the parents, to know what the laws are in your country. The same thing applies with firearms. Firearms are legally allowed to possess in some states. You're not in others. Very simple. It's incumbent upon you to know the laws in the states in which you're going to travel. The same thing applies to your countries. When you go to a foreign country, a pocket knife might be a crime, where a pocket knife here isn't in most states. Obviously, hashish, regardless of the form, is a crime. So I don't want to hear anyone say she was picked on or singled out. We know how these governments run. We're not, we're not blind or a fool to it. They play by a different set of rules. The Middle East, by the way, would have done the exact same thing had she crossed their borders. I do remind everyone that marijuana is a Schedule One controlled substance. It's a crime with the federal government, even though it's being state by state legalized for the purpose of medicinal and recreational use. But let's tell the truth here, guys. So no one picked on her. I just think that this young lady, and this is my opinion, and I really don't give a good goddamn what anybody says, is a little misguided. This is the same young lady that cannot understand why we need to play the national anthem before her games or before professional sporting events, or for that matter, any, any concert. Yet you run it, ran under the flag to get home. I didn't hear you say, don't, don't come get me. I wonder what her position is going to be now. This was also politicized by the White House press secretary yesterday, which was just disgusting. This has nothing to do about gender selection. Who cares? You know, guys, you got to get over this thing about who people sleep with. It's not your business, not my business, and I don't want to know. Honestly, I really don't care. I want you to go out, be happy, be peaceful, be calm with whomever you may choose. You know, the good news recently is that through a bipartisan effort, they've decided they're not going to overturn gay marriage or, or interracial marriage which is very gracious of them. We shouldn't even be talking about it. Stay out of people's lives. I really don't care what people do in their personal lives. I can't kind of keep it simple. You're either part of the solution, you're part of the problem. That's all there is to it. You know, I have to tell you, the impressions being given today is that Putin is celebrating this because he wanted this arms dealer. No one in this country really understands the scope of the problem with this individual because the sterling job we do and insulating you from what goes on on a day-to-day. They referred to him as the merchant of death. He trafficked weapons to everybody, including drug cartels, I might note, who are using them to kill our agents. Putin wants this man because he needs help in the Ukraine. Put your thinking cap on, everyone. And I'm not anti-Democrat. Don't get the wrong idea. What I am is anti-lying or intentionally misleading you know, the public, which seems to be something we've mastered the art of. In any case, we'll take a quick break, and I'm going to bring a gentleman back today, Joseph M. Leonard. It's spelled L-E-N-A-R-D. And um, something else that might be worth mentioning, Christ, Christi, Christian, Kristen Cinema. please excuse me, Kristen Cinema, from Arizona, has left the Democratic Party, and she's decided to become an independent, which I give her a pat on the back for. 
You know, I think we need more people that are independent. I just hope that lends itself that, you know, there's no money being exchanged, which seems to be the the problem with the government today, all of the special interest groups and the lobbyists and everybody who gets a career after politics as a result of like a little bit of a quid quo pro, we call it. We'll see what happens. We'll see how she votes. It also puts Joe Manchin in another rather interesting position. Hopefully he can be a voice of reason in the Democratic Party. So we'll be right back, guys. I'm going to bring you Mr. Leonard in a moment. Stay with us. If you're a podcaster, I can't say enough good things about Buzzsprout. That is how we distribute our show. And to learn more about them, go to our betweenthelines.tv. I do want to explain one thing about Buzzsprout. Very user-friendly. And as you know, we incorporated ourselves. So if you're inclined to create your own uh, podcast and you want some real good support mechanism, we would tell you entertain Buzzsprout. They're very, very good. And as I said, we use them. Instacart, another interesting concept. You can go to your favorite grocery stores, sign on to their application without leaving your home, the comfort of your home. Just pick out the items you'd like. They'll assign a personal shopper for you and deliver them to the point that you would like them delivered to. Another great concept, very user-friendly, and I'll be honest, we use it also. It's very effective, and they're very, very good. They're very uh, on point. We're back, ladies and gentlemen, and we have a returning guest today, Joseph M. Leonard. It's not spelled L-E-O-N-A-R-D. It's L-E-N-A-R-D, and you must use the name, the middle initial, excuse me, of M if you want to find his book, Terror Strikes. Um, Joseph was with us last week. And I did want to continue the conversation. I had to, unfortunately, um, shorten the conversation. But there were some issues that we want to address. One of them is gun control. So, Joseph, thank you for coming back. I love your banner. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and I know, that, I know that you had some thoughts on gun control. Yeah, and yeah. And I'm curious to hear what you think about this issue. Yeah. Well, first, things are so serious. I like to interject humor when and where we can. So every time I see your name, and I don't know if you know this commercial, there's a life insurance guy called Lou. Have you heard the commercials? No, okay. It may be just regional to us, but they like to joke. There are two commercials. One that says, does your current trophy wife want more life insurance than your previous two mistakes? Call Lou. He's just like you, but he's only on wife number two. <laughs> and also, there's another one that is a play on as we age, we need more meds. Call Lou. He's just like you. He's on meds too. <laughs> I thought you'd get a kick. Let, let me help you with this one. I'm on one and I'm done. How's that one? <laughs> but I waited a long time, Joseph, before I got married. I was actually 54 before I got married the first time. Oh, there yeah. are certain I institutions in this country uh, that um, I don't really embrace. Organized religion is one of them because I believe it polarizes us. The other is matrimony. It's a failed state, yet they continue to sell this to us. Um, and I'm not opposed to matrimony, just the way that we've adopted it in this country. And unfortunately, every time the big people fail, the little people pay for it. So, But let's get yeah. into this whole gun control discussion now that you've done your little shtick of humor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Oregon. Well, we all see New York. 
pulling the F, F, I think it was the Harper's case at the Supreme Court distinctly ruled we have a Second Amendment right to personal self-defense, and that includes carry. But then New York and now again Oregon, in violation of the direct intent of SCOTUS, are passing new, just rewording of the same old BS they passed before that SCOTUS struck down to drag it out through liberal activist courts again, hoping they can enforce it for a while before it gets overturned at SCOTUS or two, three, four years if the case ever gets back. An Oregon liberal activist court upheld their current gun control law in the strategy I'm talking about. Although, like last time we discussed, on average, when a shooting occurs, where there is a citizen lawfully carrying a Second Amendment weapon, there are an average 2.4 deaths, whereas if you wait, it's an average of 14.4 deaths. So I guess Oregon and New York and other liberal states prefer a dozen more people get killed on average every shooting incident. You know what the real problem is, Joseph? Instead of speaking to this problem intelligently, responsibly, and in a productive manner, we've just want to politicize it and once again intentionally mislead the public as to some rather interesting facts. One happens to be that the common denominator, and this is a very significant fact, to your mass shootings is mental health. And yep. in my opinion, coupled with that, I'm starting to find out more and more frequently is failed parenting. If you want to further the discussion about why we've stepped up this this uh, pattern, this phenomenon of these uh, reoccurring shootings, maybe we should look at the video games that they're producing that our children are looking at. Maybe we, we should examine the genre of movie that has changed in the 70s where we have action heroes and the resolution to injustice, right, is violence and overpowering through shooting people. I mean, we have to take responsibility. That's something that, you know, I learned through life. People are very reluctant to do. We don't like taking responsibility. This is a fixable problem. And I, and I want to say something. You know, the likelihood of gun control, it's more likely I'm going to be on the moon in the morning than we're going to have any type of really viable gun control here. They're all just blowing smoke. And I keep saying it. Come on out and challenge me. I would like someone to explain to me how are we going to get rid of the 500 million guns, speaking conservatively? <laughs> how are you going yep. to get rid of the 50 million assault rifles? You have 800,000 law enforcement agents in a country of 335 million, and you intend on disarming this country? Most of your law enforcement agents are more prone to support the Second Amendment than not. Are you trying to find other ways to divide, polarize, and destroy the country? Why not oh, speak? Absolutely. Well, uh, well that, yeah. we we, we understand exactly what the agenda it. is. That's the yeah. agenda. Let's not let's not fix this problem. You don't hear any discussions about mental health. They don't want to fix any problems. That's all. It, it's like Alinsky says, especially with the left. But yes, some on the right too. I'm not going to make this a hyper partisan thing. People put uh, Alinsky style polarize the issue. The issue is never the issue. 
about fixing the issue. It's always about keeping it as an issue that you can perpetually campaign on and hyperbolize about and hypocritize over. But you're right, it's culture. My dad's age, when he went to high school here in Wyandotte, Wyandotte Roosevelt High School had a shooting range in the basement of the building. They all brought their rifles to school, you know, mounted on the gun racks in the back of the truck, you know, the old redneck joke. Uh, and there weren't mass shootings because people were armed to defend against it. An idiot tried to do so. Joseph, we, we didn't need to be armed to defend against it. They didn't exist. You see, what we're learning historically is that April 29th, if I recall correctly, of 1999, which was Columbine, turned the country turned a corner. And suddenly we started to engage in these mass shootings. You know, I ask everyone, did the culture change or did the gun change? Guns have been a part of this culture since its inception. And we clearly understand why if you just study the country historically. Better yet, why don't people just look across an ocean to Europe and take a good hard look at the Ukraine, a country that we are actively arming their citizenry to push back and fight against the Russians? I think they call it tyranny and a foreign invader. I think that's mentioned in our Constitution. But, you know, yep. my thing is this, though, uh, Joseph. We can belabor this issue of gun control. I'm more inclined to offer a solution to this problem. And I... Interestingly enough, I just stopped doing a local radio show in Jacksonville from 5 to 6. It was on live. And the demographic that called in is very conservative and heavily pro-2A. And I started to ask some of the gentlemen in particular who called in um, if they would entertain the following proposition. Here's the proposition I pose to you. You ready? I want to give you a concealed weapons permit. That will allow you to carry your weapon in all 50 states, the District of Columbia, and the U.S. territories, a privilege I currently have. The exception is the canal zone. You can't carry there. If you want to own an assault rifle, I want to give you that as well. Here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to go through the same vetting process as law enforcement. Psychological screening, a thorough criminal history, firearms training comparable to law enforcement, and then education, which is a biggie. You need to know the law, how you may use that firearm, especially in cases of deadly physical force. Every single person said they would. Now, let me go back to 1994 with you. I'd been living up in Malibu, California. Through an act of stupidity, I left the Pacific Ocean that I was living on. I moved to Manhattan Beach, which was absolutely beautiful as well. I needed a concealed weapons permit in the state of California for my business purposes. I went into the Manhattan Beach Police Department, the issuing agency, and I met a gentleman by the name of Chief Ernie Clevishaw. Chief Clevishaw was very pointed. Did you just fall off the chair? No, I ducked to the side so I could cough. That's since okay, I don't buddy. Have, since I don't have an easy mute button. <laughs> so I, I met Chief Clevishaw, and he was very uh, accommodating, and he said, I want to give you what you need. He goes, here's what I'd like you to do. You need to go see this psychologist, the same one that screens LAPD's police officers and Manhattan Beach police officers. I proceeded to go and took Minnesota multiphasic screening is how I know it. Word association, raw shock, and then an interview. And I did that for the first year 
that the permit was issued. The permit was good for two years. Every two years, I repeated it, along with qualification and, of course, you know, verifying, you know, that I hadn't been criminally charged with something. It worked. I don't understand where the problem is. We could do it locally. Yeah. You understand yeah, what I'm, the, you hear, yeah, hear what I'm only, promoting to you? But, but this yeah. is the most important part of this thing. The reason we psychologically screen people going into law enforcement is so we don't hire people who are mentally or emotionally disabled or, you know, disturbed. We don't want to give them a gun. Very simple exercise. Now, this is just the beginning of this conversation because we have to make sure if you embark on a policy, just as I've outlined, it doesn't discriminate any, against anyone. With often, oftentimes, our policies do. We have to make sure that it's fair and it's all-inclusive, including our minorities. Everybody has to have a fair shot at this, is what it comes down to. But that's the beginning of a conversation to address the fact that people that are mentally ill and emotionally disturbed are getting guns on a regular basis and, and conducting these mass shootings. No conversation yeah. out of Washington, well, no conversation out of the media. We just want to continue to beat this dead horse and polarize the country and misinform the public and give them this false sense of security. I yield the floor. I give you two counterpoints, and you recognize one of the problems yourself. None of our laws are prosecuted equally. As George Orwell would say, if he's still alive today, and I quote Animal Farm in my book, Terror Strikes Coming Soon to a City Near You, talking about equality, today Animal Farm would be some animals get more equity or special rights than other animals. That would be today's modern twist on that. And the other is the equivalency. If you're not giving all those things at government expense, you're talking about the equivalence of a poll tax, which would be unconstitutional. And some might even argue, even if you're giving me those things free, you're requiring my time. My time is my money. Therefore, it's a poll tax. Whether that argument would hold up or not, I'm playing devil's advocate. You know what, Joseph? We're going to take a quick break. We're going to continue this conversation on gun control. It's a very, very important conversation in this country because, it, you know, what's going on in the country has people, I would say, alarmed, to put it to you politely. We're at the point you're nervous about sending your children to a movie theater, a shopping mall, or to school. We'll be right back, guys. Just stay with me. If you're looking for peace of mind, look no further than Global Elite for your safety. Global Elite Security Force is made up of active and former law enforcement agents. Their force has worked at the federal, state, and local level. They are dedicated to providing the most professional personal security and investigative services available in the private sector. With offices nationwide and globally, this footprint gives Global Elite the ability to coordinate protection and security anywhere in the world. Think of Global Elite Protection Services for special events, dignitaries, high-profile net worth individuals, and the entertainment industry security services. Offering drones, weapons detection, shot sporting, chem bio detection, executive protection surveillance, dignitary protection, threat assessment, private investigation, and cyber security. They are the experts in intelligence and private protection services. Go to globalelite.us.com. That's globalelite.us.com to engage global elite. Have you ever thought about doing your own podcast and found the process confusing and overwhelming? Well, let Studio Podcast Suites of Jacksonville make it easy for you. 
They have everything you need to record, produce, and distribute a professional-sounding podcast. Studio Podcast Suites is Jacksonville's only five-star rated professional podcast studio rental and podcast service company. Studio Podcast Suites provides two clean and comfortable state-of-the-art recording suites for both audio and video podcast recording. They offer a complete menu of podcast services, including editing, podcast art, hosting, video, consulting, and more. Studio Podcast Suites. Jacksonville's premier professional podcast studio recording and podcast service company. Book your studio today at studiopodcastsuites.com. That's studiopodcastsuites, S-U-I-T-E-S dot com. Studio Podcast Suites. We're back, ladies and gentlemen, and I have with me uh, Joseph M. Leonard, he has published a book that's been very well received, Terror Strikes. I, I would encourage you to uh, look into it, pick up this book and read it. We've been having a conversation about gun control and most importantly, from my perspective, how we can start to address it in an intelligent manner and target uh, preventing mentally ill and emotionally disturbed people from acquiring firearms. By the way, I remind everyone the common denominator to these mass stabbings. By the way, there was one in Las Vegas on the Strip, eight people, um, and the shootings are is mental illness. And I also believe uh, there's a parenting issue in this country, which we very rarely speak about, but we need to speak about more often. So um, I want to come back to this, Joseph, with you. And I understand um, concerns that we may have individuals that are not fair, or I would say are biased perhaps by politics, in administering these tests. But as I mentioned to you, when I participated in this exercise, I went to the psychological counselor or psychologist that was employed by LAPD and the Manhattan Beach Police Department. So I would suspect that there are many credible, responsible individuals. It is not my recommendation that you pick somebody out of the phone book or that you patronize someone that you know going in is going to be, you know, biased. You know, there are many, many good psychologists and psychiatrists. I've had the good fortune of bumping into quite a few of them. Haven't not needed them, fortunately, but still early. Um, but, but there is a mechanism that's available for the, listen, this is the most important thing. I'm trying to start a conversation about getting on the right track. That's really what this is about because all we do is go in a circle and the media feeds off it, and the elected officials feed off it, and we sell fear. And by the way, in case everyone isn't paying attention, gun sales are going through the roof. This is called opposite of the desired result. That's, it's just that simple. But for whatever reason, the people in Washington and many people in the media live in a bubble. They don't live in the real world with you. you know. And when they get nervous or afraid, they gate their homes or they hire knuckleheads like me. You know, that's that's the prerogative that they have. You know, I want to give you a final closing thought on this topic, and then I want to talk to you about Afghanistan, Joseph. All right. You know, yeah, uh, the botched withdrawal is a big cause of a lot of our problems right now. But, yeah, uh, the flaw in your thesis is, again, activism. And deep blue states like California and New York will set up boards who will then give the approved list of people 
you can see who will be biased. You see, but you know what? That, that's why I say to you, Joseph, this is the beginning of a conversation to yep. derail any of these efforts. We have to keep this nice and streamlined and simple the way they do in, in, in law enforcement. But there are other tangential issues to this because we, we want to make sure that this isn't only an exercise for people who are affluent if you know what I mean, that can afford to go and hire psychologists. So I just really wanted to start this conversation with you um, to get something on track with people, just give them food for thought. We're nowhere near a sign sealed and delivered, but we need to start a conversation with this government in particular, and hopefully the media will you know, put it out there for the public, that's, that starts to get us in a productive place because we're not doing it. And we haven't even talked about the failed parenting. I can tell you, having been a police officer, we pick up people that are mentally ill on the street. We bring them to their homes. They don't want them. They're a threat to themselves or their families. They're disenfranchised. What do we do with them? We put them back on the street. We don't talk about the mental health issue here. There are so many issues here that need to be spoken to in this country that you, you, you can't keep track of them. The one thing that they've mastered the art of is dividing us, and that's not the exercise. I go back to this man, John Kennedy, in 1960, the population of the country, by the way, was about half of what it is now. Much simpler to govern a country with half the population we have. But this man had the ability to speak to everyone. Every time he spoke, he felt included. It was like he were, it was all inclusive. He had a really unique talent. You know, he was extremely charismatic. He packaged well. Um, and he just was able to carry a message that resonated Interestingly enough, not only in this country, but throughout the world. I want to table this issue. I'm going to bring you back. I, We're I going to talk. Just, you know, well, okay, one more point. One, Absolutely, buddy. Absolutely, please, Joseph. Absolutely. Please. Again, and I say this lovingly and to be a bit provocative, of course, because, you know, uh, provo- provocation and, and strife sells uh, episodes. Dear, dear, sweet, lovable Lou naive Lou, you're presenting a wonderful, reasonable, meet-in-the-middle alternative in a world where we're not dealing with reasonable people. They will never be reasonable. They will always have their agenda. This will never work. I wish it could, brother. I really wish it could. And it's why I will always oppose red flag laws because of the bias and the, hey, my neighbor's got a gun. I don't like my neighbor. I make things up. We take his guns. I, I understand the flaws that you're looking at, but I go back and say this too. That's why I say it's important for us to have leadership, someone who can speak to everyone. You know, we could go out and start to critique all of these elected presidents, starting with, say, you know, I'm gonna, I, I, could, I could go back to Kennedy to start with, you know, to be very candid with you and talk about their real true leadership qualities and their ability to pull this country together or to galvanize the country. And through the past com- couple of uh, presidential cycles, you know, we seem to have fed this divide, starting with Obama. If people really want to talk about the truth, the division and the polarization of the country started with Obama. Mr. Trump continued the tune. So did Hillary Clinton and a number of other people. But we need leadership. We need someone that can kind of calm things down in this country and make the public believe that we have everyone's interests at hearts. The problem is the Republican agenda and the Democratic agenda are very, very, I would say, distanced. There's a lot of yeah. space between them. And the, fault, yeah. the Republicans, to make it really simple, is they need 
to soften their hearts on some of these socially sensitive issues like race and abortion, et cetera. Let's go to this. Um, uh, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come right back, and we're going to go to this Afghan discussion. We'll be right back, guys. Just stay with me. I have Joseph M. Leonard. He published a book I encourage you to pick up, Terror Strikes. We'll be right back, guys. If you're a podcaster, I can't say enough good things about Buzzsprout. That is how we distribute our show. And to learn more about them, go to ourbetweenthelines.tv. I do want to explain one thing about Buzzsprout. Very user-friendly. And as you know, we incorporated ourselves. So if you're inclined to create your own uh, podcast and you want some real good support mechanism, we would tell you entertain Buzzsprout. They're very, very good. And as I said, we use them. Instacart. Another interesting concept, you can go to your favorite grocery stores, sign on to their application without leaving your home, the comfort of your home, just pick out the items you'd like, they'll assign a personal shopper for you and deliver them to the point that you would like them delivered to. Another great concept, very user-friendly, and I'll be honest, we use it also, it's very effective, and they're very, very good, they're very uh, on point. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. And with me today is a gentleman who was with me before, and I promised to bring him back because we hadn't really concluded our conversation that day. And uh, we started off today by speaking about gun control and putting forth some ideas and coming to terms with the realizations and the truths attached to this issue. It's a very, very sensitive, critical issue in the country today, and we're not making headway. But I want to transition into Afghan, you know, this withdrawal from Afghanistan and we've had a very interesting relationship with Afghanistan starting back in late 70s through the 80s where we armed and funded the Mujahideen. And interestingly enough, a lot of people aren't aware of this, but bin Laden was pushing back on the Russians at the same time. And that, that could, that's in my book. Could it's be part book. of the animus <laughs> right here, right, folks? But in any yeah. case, I want to talk more current times, this most recent withdrawal from the Afghanistan, uh, Joseph. You have some insight as to good, bad, or indifferent? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I say, yeah, the uh, Mujahideen and Osama uh, alliance with the U.S. is in my book. You can't discuss terrorism without the roots of it and the full history, which is why my book is historical fiction, not just fiction, or as I call it, faction. So terror strikes coming soon to a city near you is Part history for those who don't know it, like you and I do, and most of your audience, sadly, a lot don't. And even then, yeah, Osama's turn on us, in part because of our alliance with Saudi Arabia, who revoked his citizenship, and why he recruited fellow Saudis to hijack the planes on 9-11 to further drive the divisions in his mind between us and Saudi, but it didn't work. But yeah, Afghan withdrawal, I, I got to bring up Trump, like him, hate him, whatever. I'm not here to discuss Trump. I'm here to just talk about the two strategies. Trump promised withdrawal. He never did. Why? Because he always had a conditional withdrawal. The Taliban must do this for us to do that. And the Taliban always, of course, broke their promises, as terrorists and tyrants always usually do. Uh, and versus Biden, who wanted to turn over Bagram to the CCP, 
didn't care about anything. Trump, even if he withdrew the majority of the troops, had always promised we would keep Bagram to help keep some peace and a quick reaction force in Afghanistan as a deterrent against not just the Taliban or now Qaeda, but to uh, uh, Iran, Russia, and China. So Biden being doing the bidding of the CCP didn't care about anything, just said, we're giving it all up. You have the base. Well, I want to I want to speak to it simply. Um, we left eighty five billion dollars in weaponry in Bagram. We surrendered Bagram, that had a, an incredibly strategic value to us, um, especially in, because of its proximity to that side of the world, Asia in particular. But perhaps what's most egregious is that we threw those women and young girls to the wolves. They've gone back. I suspect yep. centuries in the way that they're being treated. You know, many of them were stoned to death right after we left. Anyone who aided and abetted us were either shot, thrown from a building, or stoned to death. Uh, some are still on the loose. There is, uh, fortunately, since our government is worthless in not protecting our allies, our people we promised to protect and take care of and get them out of Afghanistan if need be. There are private organizations who are going into Afghanistan, former soldiers going in with arms secretively and pulling out Americans that are still there. There are still Americans behind enemy lines in Afghanistan, as well as our interpreter and other Kurdish, the Northern Alliance allies out of Afghanistan. Yeah, this this episode, to say, was just shameful. Um, there was a gentleman we've had on this show who spoke to this, as a matter of fact, Elliot Ackerman. Elliot was, a, a, um, I believe he was a major or a captain in the Marine Corps, and he was in charge of a special ops element in Afghanistan. And and we he was actually on Fox yesterday, as a matter of fact. I saw the interview live. This was quite a debacle. But you know what's so interesting is we just, we, we don't hesitate to mislead the public and lie on every single issue we possibly can. And you're starting to wonder, and I don't mean to insult the general public, but how stupid are we, you know? And I got to tell you, when I look at the November 8th, uh, results after this, you know, this midterm cycle. I, I think a lot of us are out to lunch because, for whatever reason, we've endorsed almost every single policy that's counterproductive to the health or well-being of this country, including its foreign policies. There seems to have been no accountability for this withdrawal. You know, um, yeah. Elliot yesterday mentioned all of the people that we enlisted to act as our operatives, our interpreters, our intelligence gatherers. You know. Um, Everyone, including the women, who we promised educations and, and a new way of life. I, I'm, I'm just wondering how this president sleeps at night, to be honest with you. You know, I seldom say something derogatory about our political leaders because I just don't believe in it. But I have so little respect for Joe Biden, I almost can't believe I feel this way. He is immoral. He's disgusting. I think we're knocking on the door of treason when you look at our southern border, to be very candid with you. Absolutely. I keep telling everybody about six weeks ago, your FBI director came out and said the southern border is a threat to your national security. Wasn't anybody's wake-up call. 
And now I'm looking at these bozo, the clowns, Republicans who now have control of the, of the uh, excuse me, House of Representatives. I want to know what they're going to pursue here to get this back into alignment. And we have to have the courage to pursue these topics truthfully. This border, this foreign policy, this city, this, the way we're mismanaging our cities. But, but uh, Joseph, you just witnessed it. They, they voted in this woman Bass in L.A. We have Hochul in New York. The only yeah. chance New York had was to elect a Republican governor to repeal bail reform to start with. Because that's what's pigeonholing the state. Bail reform is not something exclusive to New York City. It's resonating throughout the state. Nassau County, which is a contiguous county to the city, populated with about a million and a half people, same population as Philadelphia, it's um, crime went up 38%. Now, granted, not a lot of it was quote-unquote violent crime. We've, em- we've empowered the criminal element to just go in and steal whatever they want, operate yep. with impunity. Yep. They're reporting Suffolk County, county contiguous to Nassau, over 2 million people. Crime's up 40%. It's a state problem there. Their chance to turn the clock back, we didn't do it. What's interesting is that the Republicans ran the state except for the city of New York. The poor people in the city of New York, apparently they don't believe there's another option for them. You know, this is what's wrong with the country. This exercise not to go back to foreign policy, it's like everybody just glossed over it. I guess because it didn't impact you enough immediately, so to speak. You know, now the other part of this conversation with the process, the migration process of bringing the refugees from Afghanistan is we didn't vet them. I'm sure you heard that. Am I correct? Yep. Would you like to comment on that? Yeah, absolutely. That's an issue. And, And to follow up on what you're saying, I'm here in Michigan. We have the same thing with wretched Whitler being reelected. Crime is way up because she's soft on crime like all the other leftists. And, you know, inflation, she's driving jobs and businesses out of the state and yet whines about tax revenue, wants to raise taxes, of course, which adds on top of the inflation, the erosion of our bank accounts and our IRAs, all all those negative things. Yet the idiots of Michigan reelected the senior slayer. She killed thousands of Michigan in Michiganians in senior homes, just like Como, Wolf, and Newsom did. But they reelected her. You're not going to forget Pennsylvania on me, are you? Oh, no. I said Wolf. He's oh, okay. Right? But I'm talking more about <laughs> Fetterman. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, you know, a, we're voting months out. Other, yeah, road and if to you watch down. the debate, and this has nothing to do with anything other than, in fact, he opened up debate, the debate saying goodnight to everyone. And it was clearly obvious he was incapable of processing any type of auditory information. And he also couldn't read it off the teleprompter. But the best thought we had in the state of Pennsylvania was to vote him in. Perhaps, and we need to go and examine this, did the majority of those votes that supported him come in prior to that debate? And I guarantee you they did because they they fought off that debate as long as possible. That's how disingenuine we are in this country. But, you know, if the Republicans had any cojones... They will immediately challenge his fitness to serve in the Senate. That's what they should do. They should challenge Biden's fitness to serve as president. They should impeach Mallorca. And I have to tell you something. I'm not throwing this word treason around for fun. What's going on at this border is treasonous. It's a threat to our national security. They keep reporting about the fentanyl problem in this country. Not to mention methamphetamines and cocaine. 
They're saying 100,000 people have died from fentanyl overdoses. Why isn't the federal government concerned about this? Why are they pushing back on their own elected officials who are Democrats? This is disgusting and inexcusable. We're going to take a quick break, guys, and we're going to come back to uh, Joseph in a moment. We're going to continue this conversation, and uh, hopefully you'll find it interesting. We'll be right back. If you're a podcaster, I can't say enough good things about Buzzsprout. That is how we distribute our show. And to learn more about them, go to ourbetweenthelines.tv. I do want to explain one thing about Buzzsprout. Very user-friendly. And as you know, we incorporated ourselves. So if you're inclined to create your own uh, podcast and you want some real good support mechanism, we would tell you entertain Buzzsprout. They're very, very good. And as I said, we use them. Instacart. Another interesting concept, you can go to your favorite grocery stores, sign on to their application without leaving your home, the comfort of your home. Just pick out the items you'd like. They'll assign a personal shopper for you and deliver them to the point that you would like them delivered to. Another great concept, very user-friendly, and I'll be honest, we use it also. It's very effective, and they're very, very good. They're very uh, on point. We're back, ladies and gentlemen, and I have with me today... A friend, Joseph M. Uh, Leonard, it's L-E-N-A-R-D, not L-E-O-N, it's the conventional spelling. He wrote a book, Terror Strikes, I encourage you to read it. He has some rather interesting insight and knowledge regarding some rather interesting topics, including Afghanistan, and we're just recently speaking about the border. I want to give you the closing comment on the border, and we're going to move on to this this Russian swap. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we wish... We beg for the days of crack cocaine now being our worst nightmare, given as lethal in such a small dose as fentanyl is. And people are buying a bunch of drugs on the street. They're not buying fentanyl. They're buying a zany, they think, or Adderall, they think. But it's laced with fentanyl and it's killing people. And regarding immigration, yes, terror strikes coming soon to a city near you deals with that issue. We have arrested, that's not counting gotaways, arrested hundreds of people on terror watch lists. How many got away that are known terrorists and are here in our country? More than 200 nations people have flown over the border. This is not about Mexicans wanting to pick grapes. I say this to you, Joseph, and I want to Close on this note, which is going to starch a lot of people's underwear. You know, they make reference to losing operational control of our border, which I have no reason to question the veracity of some of the elected officials there and the law enforcement officials. This issue at the border is one that's very easily solved with the drug cartels. Our intelligence today, our technology is so advanced that we could surgically and tactically strike the drug cartels. We know what you're eating for breakfast in this country every day, ladies and gentlemen. Make no bones about it. Anytime we want to plug into what you're doing in your day, please trust me, we can do it. We are pigeonholed with this technology. We need to surgically start to drone strike the cartels. Now, I know I just opened up a big can of worms because, you know, it's going to be in Mexico. We're at the point here. You're either going or throwing. You know, we're either going to come in and address this problem or we're not. We're going to take a stand or we're not. We're letting these lunatics 
in Mexico, these drug cartels control the destiny of this country, and that's just simply inexcusable. Yeah, I want to go are, to this other topic. They are with killing you. millions of. They are killing millions of Americans. A hundred thousand alone due to fentanyl. <laughs> Do you remember the movie Clancy? novel term movie clear and present danger absolutely exactly absolutely what we need. declare <laughs> the cartels terrorist organizations and surgically take them out and i don't give a darn what anybody in mexico has to say about it i just want to say this in closing on this topic you know the fish thinks from the head down this is the most shameful president we've had in the history of this country based on my opinion and my understanding historically and in my lifetime. I don't know how this man sleeps at night. He just be must be morally bankrupt. I don't know what no else to conscious. say. It's just, no this is disgusting. At all. And isn't it no. isn't just him, but he's the head of the fish. It's yep. incumbent upon him to straighten this problem out with some straight truthful talk. Obviously he's so unplugged he doesn't understand the scope of the problem problems in this country today i want to talk to you about this russian swap i'm sure you have something interesting to say oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i i wrote i it's not me saying this i wrote the definitive book of our times about terrorism not me saying that others say that okay you know and what did we just do trade the merchant of death one of the planet's biggest terrorist armed dealers on the planet for a nobody WNBA player and left Paul Whalen, who's a Michigan native, still there to rot. And don't give me this crap, John Crean, John Pierre, loon idiot who's not qualified for her job and just reading the latest spin that it was her or nobody then I'd say nobody, nobody. If Paul doesn't come back to, the trade doesn't happen. You don't trade a weapons dealer like him for an idiot nobody basketball player and leave our Patriot Marine. You're you're neglecting to uh, mention the fact that this young lady does not believe we should play our national anthems before our sporting events and probably other events. You know, right. I, I hear the hatred coming out of some of their mouths. And listen, I, I'm going to be really honest about this. Um, the minority community has a legitimate gripe with this country overall, period. This is not how you fix it. I can show you how to fix it. going to cost you money and bodies, but I can take you on a path to fix it. And it's not going to happen overnight the same way this problem didn't happen overnight. But this is the same young lady who basically, for all intents and purposes, denounced the country. You don't think our national anthem is significant before our major events? If you're that unhappy here, folks, and I don't care who you are, find someplace better to live. Yeah, It's under this very flag that you get to flap your mouth. (laughs) Try speaking that way in some other countries like Russia, and they'll put you away. And I said this earlier today. um, They keep saying how this whole thing was trumped up. This wasn't trumped up. You brought a controlled substance into Russia. You should have known what you were allowed to do there or not. It's she was simple. aware. She was aware. She's been there many times. She's been playing basketball there for years. She knows the law. She's a woke black lesbian who thinks because of her gender identity and wokeness, she's above law. That's the position and, of the White House press secretary as well. I just want to tell you that. Yep. Listen, I have to say we're going to cut it today. 
Joseph, but you're coming back because this isn't the end of these discussions. All that right, I want to tell add you. Just one, one last quick thing. Absolutely. Other, other quick thing is, uh oh, I hope the train didn't left my brain now. Uh, is uh, not Waylon. We already mentioned him, but uh, oh, <clears throat> save it for gone. next time, big guy. <laughs> it's gone. It's all right, buddy. Thank you for <laughs> joining me today. Happened. Thank you for having me. My pleasure, Joseph. Thank you. My pleasure, buddy. Terror Strikes by Joseph M. Leonard. Leonard. L E N A R D. Thank you, buddy. We'll see you next <laughs> take time. Take care. God bless. We'll Bye-bye. take a quick break, guys. We'll be right back. Thank you. If you're looking for peace of mind, look no further than Global Elite for your safety. Global Elite Security Force is made up of active and former law enforcement agents. Their force has worked at the federal, state, and local level. They are dedicated to providing the most professional personal security and investigative services available in the private sector. With offices nationwide and globally, this footprint gives Global Elite the ability to coordinate protection and security anywhere in the world. Think of Global Elite Protection Services for special events, dignitaries, high-profile net worth individuals, and the entertainment industry security services. Offering drones, weapons detection, shot sporting, chem bio detection, executive protection surveillance, dignitary protection, threat assessment, private investigation, and cybersecurity. They are the experts in intelligence and private protection services. Go to globalelite.us That's globalelite.us.com to engage Global Elite. Have you ever thought about doing your own podcast and found the process confusing and overwhelming? Well, let Studio Podcast Suites of Jacksonville make it easy for you. They have everything you need to record, produce, and distribute a professional-sounding podcast. Studio Podcast Suites is Jacksonville's only five-star rated professional podcast studio rental and podcast service company. Studio Podcast Suites provides two clean and comfortable state-of-the-art recording suites for both audio and video podcast recording. They offer a complete menu of podcast services, including editing, podcast art, hosting, video, consulting, and more. Studio Podcast Suites. Jacksonville's premier professional podcast studio recording and podcast service company. Book your studio today at studiopodcastsuites.com. That's studiopodcastsuites, S-U-I-T-E-S dot com. Studio Podcast Suites. We're back, ladies and gentlemen, and I have young lady Candice from Detroit, she's asking via email, Lou, you keep saying what a great president JFK was. So here's my question. If you gave JFK the Oval Office right now, how could he fix this shitstorm we're in as a country? How could anyone for that matter? The, the, the attributes that I keep making reference to with John Fitzgerald Kennedy was his ability to speak to all people. Every, it was like an all-inclusive discussion. I have to be candid with you. There were simpler times with with hurdles that weren't as great as this one. I don't believe John Kennedy would have ever allowed the Democratic Party to become as unhinged as they are. You know, they just simply are. They're fractionalized and they're broken. Republicans have problems too, by the way. But there's these little divisions, these subdivisions in the Democrat Party that are, are hindering them. I think this man would have spoken to the country as he did during the Cuban Missile Crisis and the Bay of Pigs invasion and any number of other issues, the United States steel, steel strike, and, and brought the country together. What we have 
that we didn't have then was an agenda. John Kennedy's agenda was America, not the Democrat agenda, which is what's going on right now, not the progressive agenda, which is what's going on right now. This wasn't an agenda of, uh, of some form of reparation, which is how people are rationalizing, allowing individuals in groups to simply, you know, rampage through your city, stealing everything that isn't nailed down. John Kennedy was an anomaly. You know, it's why so many leaders after him, including Bill Clinton, wanted to model himself after, after President Kennedy. And one way he did, we won't get into that today, though. <laughs> um, but the reality of the situation is this guy had some unique talents. And really what we need to do, I hate to say it, is calm the jungle. And this is a man that could have done that because his rhetoric would have been spot on. That's just the way he was. He was a highly intelligent, highly evolved, articulate, clear-thinking individual that understood America. He came from a lot of privilege also, which is the irony here. I watched this man grow into this job. We all did. He took head-on some very difficult topics. He took head-on Nikita Khrushchev, who I think thought John Kennedy was a lightweight. And I think John Kennedy proved in short order that he wasn't. Just take a look and study the Bay of Pigs invasion. And I do know we negotiated there and we gave away a missile base, I understand, in Turkey. That's sometimes what it's about. You just have to ask yourself at the end of the day how strategic was that missile base and how important was us, was it to us to avert a nuclear exchange, which we were on the cusp of. You can't even compare these leaders today to this man. Maybe that's why he's gone. You know, I talk to a lot of people about this assassination and people that have been places, I know where they've been. That's all I'm going to say to you. From law enforcement, organized crime, I have my own opinions about his assassination. This man became too powerful. When you can influence and lead and govern in the manner in which he did, you just become too powerful and you become a threat to others. And that's a little bit about what happened here. I'm not going to impugn our CIA or impugn or I would say um, say that the, the mafia was involved in his demise because I, I only want to talk about things we can prove. In the law, it's very interesting. It's not what you know, it's what you can prove. And that's why I want to be responsible in this discussion. But when you talk about leaders, anyone that I would say missed John Kennedy's administration, you missed a true leader. And he was a Democrat, you know, and he was brilliant in every capacity. I know all about his personal life, not interested, just like I'm not interested in Bill Clinton's personal life or anybody's personal life. It's one thing we need to stay in, to do in this country is stay in your lane. You know, it's nobody's business. And there were other influences of discussions regarding John Kennedy, but he was the goods. And I think we wouldn't be living today what we are if he were around. And shame on this administration. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. This has been Between the Lines. I encourage you to communicate with us at betweenthelines.tv. And I want to remind you of something. Shortly after the first of the year, we're going to try to go live with this show, which will allow you the ability to call in, ask questions live, and we can have a real good exchange. Um, and that's really what I'm looking forward to. As you can tell, my voice is <coughs> a little squirrely, and we're trying to work through that as well. I have a little nasal drip. In any case, guys, I didn't mean to bother you with that little bit of information, but that's a, what's going on with me. In any case, we'll see you next week, and thank you for joining us.